Hi, my name's Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au. I'm a vestibular audiologist, a neuroplasticity therapist, and I'm the author of Rocksteady. I've got one of my books here. And today I'm really, really delighted to be introducing you to Margie, who's a fellow Australian. And while I have never met Margie in person, it's so lovely to, to meet you on this video call. And I feel really inspired by the work you're doing in the world. And then, of course, how that's kind of moved and flowed with the Rocksteady process in your journey. Um, so I'm really looking forward to learning more about you and sharing the Rocksteady path and how that sat with you. So welcome to the call, Margie. Thank you so much, Joey. I'm so glad to be here with you. Yeah. yeah. So why don't you let the listeners know just a little bit about you, not just your diagnosis, which, you know, is, is great to touch upon, but also just as a person and how you show up in the world and how experiencing unwanted sensations or sounds has, you know, has really been challenging for you to show up as you want to. Thank you. Well, probably just simply to say that during 2020, um, I had multiple many airs episodes and they came at a time when my whole the state I live in and the country was in lockdown and so it meant that um, a lot of my work was online and therefore um, it was unpredictable I would have to at the last minute pull out pull out and pull back from what was in my diary and though I found it at the time very embarrassing to have to do that I learned that these episodes were a wake-up call. And even though I'd had some kind of diagnosis eight years before and not had any episodes, these were really saying to me um, in a big way, I think you might have lost your way, Margie, because um, you maybe this is a saying you haven't been so closely in touch with your body yeah. as you would like. I, I really relate to that because... Um... For the, the little I know about the work you do, it sounds like similar to me, you're in service to a lot of people and you're very much, you've got great concern for the planet, for the ecology mm. and health and balance of all yeah. beings. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's a spiritual part to your work. There's a public figure part where you have to speak to crowds of people and show up and, and we can't do yeah. that if we're sick and if we're falling apart mm. and if we're exhausted and if our mind is yeah. muffled and confused. So I really relate to you there that I feel responsibility to take care of me so that I can be there for all the people who um, want to hear from me or need to hear from me. Do you want to speak a little bit about perhaps that, that part of denial that we can go through of, you know, I'm doing the work, like, you know, why is this happening? And and I think in the beginning, there can be that, what I would call the resistance bubble. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you want to speak perhaps a little bit about that and how, engaging in the Rocksteady path, whether that be the Rocksteady online program or going through the book and the home exercises associated with the book. Do you want to just share a little bit about how you you had to yep. grow again and again I did. as a human I being? Did. Yeah, I did. And, and um, when I was lying on my bed and um, before I actually started the course and read the book and, and began to really listen to your Uh, podcasts and YouTubes I was just lying there thinking why is this happening to me and it never occurred to me 
uh, through that period of time that I could do anything about it because apart from get seek medical advice. Mm. So what happened was when my GP said to me last December, um, you might like to go to Johanna Remini. <laughs> so off I go. And, um, and that's the beginning of what I call my story, my miracle story, because this book has meant so much to me over this period of time and also the course because the modules have enabled me to um, reignite a whole sense of loving kindness toward myself and not only that I was doing I was doing so much for others in so many ways and and really wanting to do that but forgetting myself and it's such a wake-up call to to have this opportunity yeah to heal heal and recover uh, by self-kindness loving kindness soothing and it's not selfish because the daily practices and the journaling and so I think I you know might have said a couple of times to you in um, on the Facebook page you know it's really reignited also my a lot of my previous studies like you know I studied prog off journaling back in the 80s and that's about dialoguing with your body so I'm doing that again and um, and then of course studying psychodrama it's enabled me to know so much about role reversal. So I've now come up with my three R's as a result of doing what I call RS, Rockstar Steady. And they and my three R's are to actually recognize and relish and relate. Because the relating to my body really has enabled me to relish my body and my the neuroplasticity that's been happening has really turned my life around I've just got like this hallelujah kind of thing going on (laughs) like yes and and I I feel like the key word for this style of 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 healing and healing kind of is this suboptimal because in many ways we're already whole and healed we often just don't yes that's right we're not we're not connected to that part of ourselves we're locked in judgment and the shoulds and I should be this and it should be this way. And I'm not like that. Therefore, I'm going to tell myself I'm broken. And all of that is just one perspective and one mindset. And it's not wrong. There's nothing. Um, there is no right and wrong. But that's often a, the kind of main flavor of mainstream society. Whereas this rock steady process uh, invites us to change our relationship. And relationship, I think, is the key word. It's our relationship to ourselves our relationship to our body, our relationship to the sensations we're experiencing, which is touch sensations, smell sensations, taste sensations, sound sensations, visual sensations. It's how we're relating to the outer world, the ecology around us, and how we're either allowing that in because we feel safe and open and willing or how we're burying and boundering ourselves up and putting walls up and saying to the outside world, no, you're not safe. I don't want to see, touch, feel, taste, smell you. And and often this is all invisible. It's subconscious. And we go about living our life with our habits and yeah. our patterns and our old belief systems. And I I feel like the rock steady process is our body's way of saying, you can't ignore this anymore. That's right. This relationship yeah. to yourself and to the world is not working. Yeah. And I'm just going to keep bugging you 
you know, whether it be with sounds or with these unsteady vertigo feelings, dizziness of any form, the sensory body is saying, listen, 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 I've got something to tell you. And yeah, and I feel like that people can be like, what does that mean? I don't understand neuroplasticity. I don't understand this self-study process. Um, but it, lit it literally is questioning, well, what's my relationship to my body? And how can I listen and respond instead of react and do life? How can I listen and respond to the life within me, to the life around me? And how can I then make that a way of life? So I'm actually in flow, in sync, and in this really gentle alignment with my core self, with my heart. Mm. And then, of course, which you can speak on um, at length, is, is how strengthening that is not selfish at all. It's not self-indulgent. It's necessary. Every human being must do it mm. so that we can then, with from our heart and from this gentle power, contribute back to the wider world and to society. Yeah and to yeah. understand what's most important to us. And I'd love to hear a little bit about how perhaps um, you, you've, you've ebbed and flowed in that, that, that inner conflict of am I self-indulgent or how do I give to the world? Is it okay to give me time? Should I be doing things? You know, that whole push and pull of how yeah. do I show up in this world as a whole human? Mm -hmm. Great question. Well, I'm, I'm totally truthful when I say to you that ambivalent about taking the time I, I just know that taking the time in my mornings uh, is really as, as is assisting me on a daily basis to stay well uh, to show up when there is something that I'm involved in whether it's an international um, situation like today um, with the deep time journey network a cosmology course or whether whether it's uh, showing up to support or mentor somebody online. The thing that I'm really pleased about is that I learned from the course and also from the book about the importance of support group. And also my family is really important to me. And I bought the book and gave it as a gift to two of my siblings. And also just having them read it and I remember listening to one of your um, YouTubes where somebody said that they actually can apply the principles of, of Rocksteady to any other illness that might come up. And as you may or may not know, I um, the day after I started the course, I was told that I had to have radiation for a tumour that's behind my eye. Mm. And, and that was all going on whilst whilst I'm, I was doing uh, the modules. And I know for a fact that I, that I was really helped through that period because I was following the principles and self-soothing. The last episode I had, you know, I didn't feel selfish at all about this. I mean, I was vomiting and full of dizziness and vertigo. And at the same time, I remembered about feeling the sensation. So I had my feet on the floor next to my bed and actually allowing myself to feel what was going on in my body instead of being disgusted by it or wanting it to go away. And of course, the episode passed much more quickly than normally. Mm -hmm. So there's something about the, the dialogue that goes on with the brain as well that is just magic here. 
Oh yeah, it's huge because it, when when we're rejecting what we're feeling, so the, the neural pathways are firing their, their incredible electrochemical pulses, the messages through our brain, through our body, we need it for life. And sometimes those messages result in feeling not quite right. Any form of dizziness, vertigo, tinnitus, you name it. A not quite right sensation, which could easily be called a symptom. But we kind of choose to steer away from that language because that implies it shouldn't be there. Whereas the rock steady philosophy and principles say, well, what if this sensation is supposed to be here right now in this moment and it's perfect for me to feel it? Yes. And through yeah. feeling it and listening to it, I can then respond to what my body is telling me because my body doesn't speak English or Russian or French or German. <laughs> my body speaks sensations. And so, you know, when my body has something to tell me, it, it will give me a sensory message. And I love using the example of just needing to do a poo. We get a sensory yeah. message yeah. that, oh, something's going on down there. I better find a toilet. So there's a mm. listening, a knowing, a feeling, a responding yeah. and an action. That's right. yes. And we accept that as a main, as a, as a, you know, an ordinary human being that's potty trained by the age of three, if not younger. And this is just going at those more subtle levels of, okay, well, now I'm noticing different sensations. This is the language of my body. This is like a precious text message from my soul. How do I interpret it? How do I drop into this humble place of being willing to yes. pause and feel mm -hmm. instead of falling into that symptom land of it shouldn't be here. I need to go speak to an expert and I need to go get medical assistance to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. That whole conundrum has really swept the world. Like literally mm -hmm. I have got clients from every corner of the world. It's quite remarkable. And they all tell the same story about the, the tedious and depleting nature of the medical mm -hmm. uh, model and the medical goose chase and the mm -hmm. limitations of the medical world, which is no criticism to the doctors. They're doing a fabulous job and they mm -hmm. feel kind of as, as sad and disappointed about it, I think, as we do as clients mm -hmm. on the other side. And so the rock study process is really like saying, okay, well, let's go to the doctor for what the doctor's good at and the answers the doctor can give me, which I explain really in detail in the book, which is about medical clearance. Am I dying? Do I need a medical, immediate medical intervention yes. to remain alive? That's medical clearance. And that's usually quite quick to get. And that doesn't mean you have a medical diagnosis and that does not mean you have a medical answer. It means the doctor has cleared medical emergency. Yeah. And then the next point is that self-study of going within and saying, okay, sensation, the doctor said you're not killing me, so let's listen. Yes. yes. Um, can I can I ask if, if, if you feel willing to share, have there been any kind of personal examples or further examples of when you've had kind of little, let's say, mild sensations arise? It's like your body's whispering at you and you think, wow, I used to ignore that. Now I'm going to tune in, listen and respond. Have you got any examples of how you might have changed your day-to-day -day listening and responding? I, I, well, there's so many of them because over time, and we're talking six months almost now, but over time I, I, I did physical things like I moved a chair um, in my bedroom so that it was facing a comfortable chair that was facing directly out onto the garden mm. and that was my go-to chair when I didn't feel quite not quite right and that's where I learned it felt right to do it with in that particular chair um, in that part of the house and to say what do you want 
right now, you know, and I and in the book there's examples and I've heard you talk about, you know, is it do I just simply need to have a rest or or do I need to have a cup of tea? You know, like it's a it's such a wonderful thing. And many people would say, oh, that's only just mindfulness. That's what you're doing, mindfulness. Mindfulness isn't something that often can happen for a highly passionate person like me who's also very extroverted and is so on, on fire with wanting to contribute so much. So therefore, to pull back, to lessen my workload, and so that's one example. And another really important example for me is one of the other things I learned from you was poker, you know, pause, observe, that one. And, um, and, and, and the A stands for act. And so like that, again, is a really good thing to bring to mind when in that chair, you know, because then, then I, I'm not just rushing from one thing to the other or preparing the next workshop or preparing the next retreat. I'm actually literally stabilised and focused on what's happening in my body right now. Yeah, and it gives us our agency back in that we can sense and feel something's not quite right. And it's like there's a yeah. storm brewing. What am I going to do? Am I going to ignore it, distract it, avoid it, push through and carry on from my head? Yeah. Or am I going to go to my special chair and ritualise this and actually listen and find yeah. the appropriate response for me yeah. in this moment? Because yeah. it's not prescriptive and what I might need on one day might completely be unhelpful on another day. So how can I pause and respond effectively which gives me my power back because it's actually me saying, oh, I've got the answers. I just have to put the time in and mm. trust myself enough That's right. to, to listen yep. and then have the courage to experiment with some of those responses because we don't actually know the outcome. So we, no, we, we take that action, we pause, observe, mm. we choose, we act, we take that action and, and we have to be really open and non-judgmental to the outcome because indeed we might choose to do something that you know for whatever reason spirals us in the with more sensations that we don't like and we think oh my body didn't, didn't respond very well to that choice I need to go back and try again mm. and, and all of that's a normal part of learning to listen to the body learning to decode the language of the body learning to understand ourselves and with time and months and years um I found not only in my own experience but also in watching clients we get much more efficient at it we get quicker the subtle information is interpreted I think more effectively and our choices and our actions with all of this repetition can become really graceful and elegant and and, and you'll hear people saying things like you look happy you look radiant you look like you've got so much energy how do you juggle it all I know. And it's actually well I've just gotten really good at listening to my body and being in that 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 kind of rock steady mindset as a way of life and equally we can lose it we can forget we can get distracted we can put everybody else first again and we can go all the way back to where we started and we have to reignite the process again but second or third time round after relapses I think we, we we're still more efficient so mm. there's I in the book I refer to the growth in the stock market in that it, there's an overall growth but yeah. there's ups and downs and there's times we forget and so it's a, it is a true trial and error. Mm. Um, I would, if it's okay with you, because I know this is part of your professional expertise, I'd just love to hear how ritual has mm. 
been an important part of, I suppose, your way of life and how perhaps you might have taken ritual, which which you can describe what that means for you, and 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 I suppose implemented it in a rock steady context, in a neuroplasticity context. How's ritual been important for you? Um, seriously important. Um, that during last year I launched uh, a book online, of course, because of COVID, and it and it was called Cosmic Sparks. It that Earth rituals, but I wrote them uh, particularly. Uh, as earth-based, but I wrote them from the Christian tradition to which I belong. And I was, I've been very, very disturbed by the fact that people think that they're separate from, from um, divine energy. So part of my, whether it's in my God, I look, have a great love of goddess tradition as well. Unless we can begin to understand that every single thing that is, is connected and nothing is separate uh, we're, and that we're all one. Now, that's really, really hard. Um, recently, I heard a podcast where Paul Hawkins was saying that only 2% of the whole world population appreciate this. And, and this particularly in relation to what's happening around Earth now and on Earth with the climate emergency as well. And um, so ritual so important, you know, as, as I evolve, even since I've published the book, I am now thinking differently about ritual, creating ritual, acknowledging that everyone who comes to create the ritual has within them the capacity to actually create the ritual together and not to have to bombard people with something that's pre-recorded or pre-made ready somehow. It's really the true belief that there is within everybody the gift that's waiting to be brought out into the light as, you know, Neil, not Neil Diamond, he's one of my favourites, but um, the <laughs> other one I'm thinking of is Leonard Cohen, you know, it's the crack that lets the light in. and. And I, I love participating in ritual. I love leading ritual. Yeah, and and for me, I think, um, I, I, I think the world's evolving, and it feels like even in the yoga traditions, which is not religion, all religions no. are welcome, but no. it's it's certainly a ritual-based practice. And for me, it's yeah. a part of neuroplasticity because it's action. It's about listening, yeah. responding, and acting on repeat in an embodied form, but also. Uh, philosophically and with principles and ethics and and breath work and all of that so but I've noticed you know maybe through the 80s and 90s it was quite prescribed it was quite patriarchal it was quite yeah. rigid and yeah. it, everything's shifting now to being yeah. much more listening responding and designing what you need in this moment for your circumstance yeah, yeah. that's right following a dvd or following a generic class might really not cut it that, that no. can just be going through the motions and it becomes yes. a very superficial practice or routine instead of a ritual. And I think for me, mm. ritual is about presence. Mm. And yes, this willingness to connect. And for me, my core belief system is oneness. And I'm noticing the older I get, and certainly now I'm having children and really connecting intergener intergenerationally. Yes. Um, like really feeling the responsibility of leaving the planet a better place 
for my great great grandchildren and really feeling the interconnectedness of the delicate ecologies you know the insects the frogs you know I find myself walking past trees now and just having a moment moment to pause and sort of in my mind say to the tree thank you for making me oxygen so I can breathe that's right beautiful is giving me that breath and and I feel more and more that I'm open to this ritual of connection it's an awareness it's a presence instead of doing life Mm. i'm responding and relating to the world around me in in a way that ritualizes almost everything absolutely yeah that makes sense to me joey that makes sense yeah and i feel like it really is the core of rocksteady and for those of you listening rocksteady is both a book and it's also an online program with six modules and guided audios and videos and it, it gives it gives guidance as to how to learn to engage in this process and then take it and make it your own. You can invent your own home exercises. You can you can really be very creative and spontaneous with the rock study process. But a little bit like that yoga path, we have to start with some structure and some routine, yeah. just yeah. so we can get yeah. that enough education to then break out and be a little bit more free with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think I. You know, I get kind of emails and messages and questions from people all over the world. And and many of times it's, you know, they're scrambling for answers. And so often I just feel like saying to them, you're asking the wrong people questions Mm. that ideally you pause and answer yourself. That's right. And, And I just think, gosh, how exhausting and depleting and debilitating having all of these answers in here, but looking out there and just wasting all of that life force. Mm. Um, and I guess that's my hope is that the rock study process helps people turn around and go, oh, okay, I've got to look in here and listen and respond and acknowledge and have the courage and the willingness to yep. believe that I have those answers and maybe the question needs to be tweaked. <laughs> And so it's just this really beautiful kind of organic process in the sense that I say organic meaning you plant a seed and when the tree is ready, the seedling will sprout. And if the nutrients and the sun and the, the water comes and everything is there, the growth will happen in its own time. And it really mm-hmm. is a very similar process. It's when we're yeah. ready, the right questions will come to us. And when we're ready and when we yeah. have enough of our basic water and sunshine and nutrients, the answers will come too. Yeah, that's so true. And and I was just thinking as you were speaking of the Facebook community, yeah. I, I, I've never been part of a Facebook community that has um, an emphasis on talking about um, evolutionary consciousness through pro, through actually choosing to only share what is positively happening rather than rather than uh, describing all the symptoms all the time it's so refreshing to hear people's stories so that's i'm i'm so delighted that that community is available to me as well yeah so for those of you listening it's the you can search for rock steady for vertigo and tinnitus it's free to the public it's open to the public It's an educational space. It's really a self-study hub. Um, And if I'm going to nitpick language, which I do have a tendency to do at times, 
it's not about positivity or negativity, good days or bad days, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's coming back to that judgment yeah. mindset. Um, I think what Margie is referring to me, referring and correct me if I'm misinterpreting, but is I don't allow people to post pity posts. If I'm having such a hard yeah. time, light a candle for me, mm. you know, yeah. I, I need That's this cool. advice. How did, how did you get better when you had this? There's no room for seeking external advice or external sympathy. The posts that are appropriate for that group are posts that dictate, this is what I'm working through. This is my challenge, right? It's not all rainbows and unicorns. My challenge right now is this. This is how I'm supporting myself. And this is how I feel through that decision. So they're talking about their emotional world. They're talking about how they're proactively taking responsibility for self-reassurance and self-supporting. And um, sometimes that means we go through the challenge and three days later or a week later, we post. We don't post while we're stuck. We don't post while we've got no idea what to do and how to yeah. support ourselves. We actually wait until we have the clarity and insight to say, well, that was a doozy. Look how I got through it. And then as we're reading the post, it's like, oh, okay, that's happened to me before. That's really creative. If that yeah. happens to me again, maybe I'll try that strategy because that was a really cool post. I feel inspired by that person. So I like to phrase it, and I'm actually stealing this language from Russ Harris, who's an acceptance commitment therapy educator. It's not about positive or negative, good or bad. It's about helpful and unhelpful. Is this post yeah. helping me be the person I want to be? Is it helping me release the neural pathways and neural synchronies I'm working on? Is it helpful for the readership? Is it helpful for the group as a whole? Because we're all interconnected. And guess what? When one person posts a symptom-related kind of pity me, I need support, I can't do this, struggle, struggle, struggle post, it is insanely fast how quick that virus captures and everybody joins in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we made the decision to actually remove those because they're in other groups. You can get them. It's not like you yeah. can't share them. It's just it's not in the self-study context of how am I using neuroplasticity and how is it helping me? So the posts are helpful and or unhelpful, in which case they get deleted as inappropriate. If they're unhelpful to the whole, they, there's no place for them in that sacred space. So it's, um, it's, it's a, it is a beautiful community and sometimes people feel a bit like, oh God, my post got, my comment got deleted, my post got deleted. And then literally months later, they'll be like, now I understand why you deleted that. You know, I was really upset and hurt at the time, but now I understand that I wasn't taking responsibility for what I was feeling. And that's role modeling, especially to new members, unhelpful actions unhelpful habits so anyway the long-winded answer but it is a very sacred space and it takes a lot of effort and i want to say again courage because mm. often people are like oh i hope my post is okay i don't want to break the rules but it doesn't matter break the rules because we'll often just say you know we've deleted that but try again you were you were on track try post mm. again post again let us know your insights let us know how you supported yourself keep posting there's no punishment it's just um yeah it's a self-study group so there are there's a common point of interest but yeah i'm glad it's really um supporting you did you have yeah. time at all to look at the online workbook that came free with the rocksteady 
Uh, well, you see, before I got the book, I couldn't wait to get the physical book, so I downloaded it from Amazon. Okay. And so I, I actually have the workbook on my uh, PC, so I can move in, get any moment that I want to, I just click on it. And, and, at the, and also, even though I've finished the modules and revisited them a bit, I actually went back this last week to the starter kit and it's just amazing what rises out of me in hindsight when I think about when I started and when I was still blurry-eyed about feeling how I felt and the sensations and now to be feeling so much more connected to my body. Mm-hmm. It's, lovely to, it's lovely to do the starter kit, to do the body scans again through almost through naive eyes Perfect. but stronger yeah, it's lovely, lovely. And the other one thing I want to say was I have loved being re to be able to make these storyboards. Yeah. I, what I call storyboards, you call them vision boards. But that that it's like you've really ignited many aspects of my life from the seventies and eighties and nineties that have come through in twenty twenty. And now, of course, it's um, on the seventeenth of every month. I create a vision board board of gratitude to uh, acknowledge that was my last episode, Mm. 17th of December. It's sort of like a really lovely thing I look forward to. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's it's beautiful to be able to celebrate. And I think there's so many traps we fall into. And I'm sure if I'm sure there's a few traps you will have noticed along the way. We get pulled back into that symptom talk or it shouldn't be this or shouldn't be that and absence of symptoms is actually one of those traps so it's nice to be able to reframe in a form of celebration of of um I always think of it as being resourced even if my vertigo or tinnitus does come back I'm completely resourced I have no fear I can move through it I know what to do whether it's present or absent is not my reward and so um a lot of people in the beginning will be like, oh, I'm doing really well. I'm having good days. I've had an absence of symptoms. And I'm like, mm, that is actually setting you up for failure because if you get a symptom, you'll feel bad about yourself and you'll call it a bad day. So we have to be able to really shift our whole relationship with with this sensory experience. Um, yeah, it, 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 I mean, it's a totally ongoing journey. It almost gets to the point now where I don't relate at all to any of the diagnostic words. Um, you know, vestibular migraine or vertigo or dizziness, any of it. I just, that language doesn't resonate with me anymore. Now I have a sensory experience, a sensory color and it, and, and they're whispers. Like if they come and go, they're whispers. And um, having said that, if I do get a big woozy and I'm in bedridden for two or three days, which could happen to anyone with a virus, big whoopee, I'm not afraid of that either. So I, I think it's really important to, um celebrate our resource celebrate our feeling of preparation and strength and courage and ability to move through the challenge as opposed to just celebrating an absence of something we think shouldn't be there yeah thank you for correcting me <laughs> I'll, I'll remember that in the future <laughs> does it do you relate to that at all or uh, um... no, I, I don't think about I when I celebrate I'm not thinking about the absence I'm celebrating you know like you do annually you might celebrate a birthday or celebrate Christmas or celebrate a special event. It's, it's more, the special event is 
that I am feeling well and have the passion to, to do and to be mm-hmm. um, in a way that's is just so, I just, it just fills me with gratitude. Yeah. I, I, and I, I wasn't correcting you. I was just clarifying for listeners. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's lovely. But, but I, 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 I'm open to that because I just think I've still got so much to learn and, and, um, and I'll get better and better at it, uh, especially in the language that I use about, about. Yeah. The, um, the language comes with time because we're yeah. indoctrinated. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I'm still so judgmental. My New Year's resolution for myself, which I hold lightly, I'm not a big New Year's resolution kind of person, but this year it felt like I really want to go next level non-judgmental. You know, I keep picking up all the subtleties in my life where I'm judging myself Mm. or judging others, and it's subtle. And I'm like, oh, there's another one. (laughs) There's another one. (laughs) And, And I'm really curious. I'm really curious to see how radical I can get with melting into this oneness, mm. this, this mm. being, and removing expectations and shoulds. And I must say I've married the best man because he, my husband, um, has taught me so much about letting go of expectations and yeah. judgments. And it's so frustrating, you know, when you get the clash and you think, I'm right, you're wrong. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, here we go. That's, I better let that go. So it's, you know, it's constant, the learning. And, and, and as we've already touched upon the principles and the philosophies, I was just actually dropping my child, um, my little baby at, at his little bush kinder play group. Yeah. And another little girl's grandma said, I've just read your book. You know, it's so relevant to everything. I'm pretty sure she doesn't have vertigo or tinnitus. She was reading it on behalf of a friend or something. And I said, yeah, it's it. in the Rocksteady community itself, we have people who've um, had insomnia, chronic pain, breast cancer, multiple types of cancer, actually. You know, like the the list goes on and the Rocksteady process has helped them befriend themselves and move through those conditions to a place of healing and wholeness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so good and and one one other thing that uh, you've you've sort of warmed me up to is um well because in my particular case I've this year um seen a um <laughs> look MRI um people I've seen an audiologist mm-hmm. I've been to a neurologist a neurosurgeon and GP and an ear, nose and throat. And every single one of those people, except for the um, MRI person, because you don't sort of talk about these things there, but when I've been one-to-one, I've talked about Rocksteady. And in every case, the, the people hadn't, except for my GP, hadn't heard of you and Rocksteady. And the, the audiologist, it was so beautiful. She wrote everything down and then she asked me to give the website and whatever. And I just thought, now, how many more people whom she works with are going to be affected by that kind of sharing, sharing, sharing of something that really works? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I listened to you being interviewed by Hero and um, she's talking about sovereignty, but it's so important. It's the strength of recognising that we are driving our own, the vehicle that is ours and that nobody else can do it for us. Yeah, we're in control of our body and how we have, you know, 
I mean, I wouldn't even call this an aura, but it's that kind of idea of having an energetic wall or barrier or gateway or garden gate, whatever you want to call it, between us and our emotional body and our spiritual being, our felt body, you know, beyond the physical. Yes. And then and the outer world. And I think Hero Boga really beautifully describes how we can hold that container and have healthy boundaries and let nourishment in and excrete yeah. toxins that we don't need or fears That's or right. beliefs. Yeah. And we yeah. can control this, which puts us back in the seat of control. And honestly, I think every single person with bothersome, problematic vertigo, dizziness or tinnitus feels out of control and they're craving control. And that control is something we can take back. Mm. And often we scramble for answers and cures to try and take our control back, but that's the goose chase and it doesn't tend to work. It's really this process of pausing, listening, responding, this self-study process of self-responsibility, self-empowerment, self-learning, self-knowing, self-compassion, self-acceptance, self-love, self-reassurance. I can go on and on. Self-soothing. These are all the key concepts that we, myself included, we can have so much resistance. It's like, oh, but can't my knight in shining armor just come and save me? <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I, know. I know. Look, it's it's place or that hope that there will be a rescue, but that's that's not the way it works. Well, I guess, yeah, and I guess also we elevate ourselves to being the heroine or the hero. Yeah, that's I right. The hero journey is. There's lots of supports along the way, and my my hope is that this book becomes a you know a really great reference toolkit. <laughs> yeah, for anyone who is feeling stuck, or you know, even wanting uh, my my other hope is that a lot more audiologists and medical doctors and health professionals begin to read books like mine and engage in the journey themselves, mm. so they have a little bit more understanding of that mental, emotional, spiritual space which is often ignored. So I go talk to a psychologist. I actually hope more psychologists read my book, you know, to, to help weave together some of the hard science with the um, the rituals, the practices and everything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the oneness. That's right. The oneness again. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any closing words, Margie, perhaps? What, not that I want you to give advice to the listener, but what not words really. of encouragement would you offer yourself 12 months ago? Speaking from this place of hindsight, wisdom, mm. you're now your future self. If you could talk to yourself 12 months That's ago, what, was. Yeah. what would you say? This is what I'd say to myself. Um, I, know it, I know that it seems unreasonable that anything could ever happen to make your life different from what it feels like now. However, trust me, take my hand, hold my hand and know that it is possible. And rock steady is one of the ways that it's possible. You've you've done it, Margie, you've and you're still doing it and you'll probably do it now till the rest of you for the rest of your life for however much longer you have to live. Mm-hmm. Moving towards 76 very soon, I'm still very alive. And I was, as I talked to myself 12 months ago, um, I, it was sad to see you not so alive, not feeling so alive, not feeling so good. And, and now that you do, 
um, you know, you still have to keep relating to your body and relishing your body and your whole self. Beautiful. That's a great, that. great demonstration of self-dialogue and mm. um, yeah, could go on and on. I just want to say thank yes. you so much for your time. Yes. I did buy your book, Cosmic Sparks. Well, good on you. Yeah. And um, I actually ended up gifting it to uh, a, a religious teacher in a local girls' school because I know she will love it. Like, the full great. connection to earth and and I think it would yeah. be also just great for the young women in our community to have access to those probing questions and conversations about how to ritualize summer autumn winter spring and how to connect yeah. to the changing planet and the changing colors around us and the changing aspects in ourselves and right. I think that's yeah. really beautiful so yeah. yeah thank you for your amazing contributions to the world in, and I and I hope you can keep delivering those and showing up for as long as you feel you want to. Yeah. Um, and I'm so pleased you're part of the Rocksteady community. Keep us posted in the Facebook group anytime. Absolutely. Oh, yes, I belong. <laughs> I feel I belong. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a really beautiful group. So, yeah. so thank I'm, you. No, it's a, thank, thank you, Joey, too. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Um, so I'm Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au. From my website, you can find the free starter kit we mentioned, which has some welcome emails and links to all of the Facebook group and the free body scan and how to just get started with the educational process. And from there, there'll be information about my book. It is being re-released. It's got a second print run. We're adding an index so you can look up keywords and more gracefully navigate referencing things I know a lot of people are carrying the book around like a bible and just taking it with them in their weekly life so yes the next print runs coming in September which is not too far away now you can pre-order that or it's available now on ebook but I think the first print run is done so you might struggle to find the paperback until September 2021 I'll have a link to the book under this chat but yeah seekingbalance.com.au will be a great place to start if you want to learn more Thanks again, Margie. Thank you. Thanks, Joey. Thanks to the listeners. Yeah. Mm. Bye, everyone. Mm.